Hello, my name is Scott Bradley, and this is Scott's Scott Podcast, and I'm joined by John James Hutchison, yet again, John James, welcome back to the show. Happy to be back. Good stuff. So uh, today we will be discussing um, all of the SPFL games from the weekend there, and after that we will be doing a Scottish Cup preview. So, so uh, we're going to kick off the show uh, by talking about the Ross County and Celtic game, which finished to each. John James, what was uh, your thoughts on the game? Where do we start? <laughs> exactly, it was a lot. Uh, there was a, it was a very, it was a exciting game to say the least. It was. But uh, what was your thoughts? Um, I'm going to first of all, before I uh, ask you this, um, what was your thoughts on the red card? Was it a red card or not? Scott Brown, was it? Was it? What's your opinion? I've seen it back several times, and in my opinion, it's not a red card. I think it's a yellow card. In my opinion, I think uh, it was a red card. Because Brown had no intention of going for the ball. He came in from behind and he just launched in at him. It was a late challenge and Brown was wanting a wee bit of revenge So after what happened to him uh, like a couple of minutes before. So in my opinion, it was a red card. And Colum, who in my opinion, I don't see him as a good referee, but he got that decision right. But... It's, uh, it's, it's, quite, it's a weird one. It's a, it's, a, it's a weird one. I believe it was Don Robertson that done that game. Was it Don Robertson? Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it was Don Robertson. Yeah, Colm done the Mullerwell game. (sighs) Brain fart there. (laughs) Uh, So, but I really call him. Colm had a shocker in the Mullerwell game. I'll come to that. I'll come to that one. But then again, though. um, But I think in that challenge, if you look at the the play leading up to that, I don't... I, I think he's definitely intended to get the player. But I don't think he's caused any sort of malicious damage to Boyce. I think it's just a case of it's retribution. It's a yellow card, I think. I don't think I don't think he's written studs up. I don't think he's you know, at first glance it looks like he's scissored him as well. But I don't think it's his I think it's the pace that he goes in and then the aftermath and then the way the the way the Ross County players reacted, the way Celtic players reacted, I think it's caused him to And the game was decision. getting very fiery. It was, getting it was, it was a very aggressive point. game at that point. But I don't think that challenge was necessarily a We've seen worse challenges. We've seen yellow cards for that sort of challenge before, and I think it was a case of it was Scott Brown. It was that situation, and he had to felt he had. Because some more. refs will say that's a yellow, and then some refs will be like that's a red. But mm. it's it is it is what it is. But um, let's talk about the the diving gate, the diving <laughs> the diving gate. So uh, the diving situation. It was a it was a blatant dive. I, right? I I don't see how the referees came to that decision. Yeah, it was a it was a very bizarre decision, but. I don't think Celtic fans any have any room to speak when it comes to this subject because their uh, star man Moussa Dembele has dived four times this season and his dives are much worse than what we've seen at the weekend there. I I, I would disagree in that and saying that that's probably the worst dive we've seen in a number of years. Yet there had I think these things even themselves out over the course of a season. I think I think that was that was Celtic getting their evening out because there has been some horrible decisions that Celtic have got this season. But that's probably the worst decision I've seen this season. But I know, but see, Dembele's dives. Um, there was no, there was no decision took for it, right? It was just like he dived and well, nothing this, happened. The SFA but, have set a set a president a, by by set a precedent. Sorry, by they've retrospectively banned Schalke for two games. So if they if that's what the action they're taking on Schalke now, they've got to take the same action to any other player that's now found guilty of diving. So if a Celtic player dies, they must get a two-game ban now. If an Aberdeen player dies, two-game ban. Rangers, two-game. Anyone, two-game. Because 
Barry, Ban and Schalke for two games, they've set a precedent. So they need to follow that up now. They can't just let everyone away with it. But it's like, hey, did you see the dive Mr. Dembele took against us in the game of Park? I've seen one each one. Dives. I mean, I've it seen was, the one that it was horrendous. But hey, Dembele's got a serious reputation of that and he needs to see, hit, like, what, get out of very quick. What annoyed me about it the most is that Schalke has done it on several occasions this season. He's, well, he's, a t- he's not done it, most of the time he hasn't got a penalty for it, but he's done it against various teams this season. He's done it against Alvarine at Pataudry, he bought a free kick in the edge of the box. That's the one that also jumps to mind for me, but he's done it plenty of other times for Ross County. But, and this is going back to another Aberdeen perspective, when Peter Paul had done it once against Dundee or, I mean, it was Dundee or St. Johnson, he done it against them and he was labelled a dive for the rest yeah, of that Paul season. Yeah, Paul had a... Yeah, he had a, he was he get, had a serious reputation. He was getting, yeah. But he'd only done it once. And he yeah, had, like, no, I mean, like, he was given a, a big reputation and of, he was of getting, being a diver. And he was getting booked for diving when he wasn't diving. And then, but Schalke has now done it on several occasions this season and now being banned, you've got to... The referees have got to now pick up on that and notice that he's a bit... He's got a bit... He has a reputation because he's done it on several occasions now. Mm. So, but going... I like, talked about uh, the game... Um, uh, Roberts and Kieran Tierney two fantastic goals they scored and overall Celtic I thought they were unfortunate not to pick up the three points I think it was a case of Celtic rested on their laurels again fair enough fair enough. they did go 2-1 up and they shouldn't have lost that second goal yeah. but the Celtic we've seen all season were going on to beat teams 4-1 5-1 in some cases and they seem to just Tone it down after they went two one up against County. They done that against us when they were in the game Parkhead. They, they don't ever since they've yeah. ever since they've confirmed as champions. They don't seem to have the same ruthless streak that they had throughout the season, and that mm. could cost them coming into the top six where teams are playing for points now. Like Saint Johnson playing for Europe, Rangers playing for Europe, a playing for second as well. Aberdeen playing for second, and well, Hearts obviously don't seem like they're going to be in there. But Hearts are still going to be looking for points. Do you think they'll go unbeaten? I think they're going to lose, and I think they're going. If I'm being honest, I think they're going to lose in the next couple of weeks as well because they've got Rangers coming up at Ibrox. Then I can't remember who they go to after that, but then they've got to come to Tordre as well. That's two tough games against the teams that are right behind. Well, not right behind them, but occupy second and third. And that's when their first loss. I think the two teams that have a real chance of beating Celtic are Rangers and Aberdeen. They are the two teams. It's Ibrox, Petordre. It's it's going to be tough. If Celtic don't find a ruthless streak like they used to, that could cost them this week and then the Scottish Cup and in the league coming up they've got to find that ruthless well if me not being a Celtic fan I don't. I hope they don't find that ruthless streak but the Celtic fans are looking at it they need that ruthless streak back they don't seem to finish teams off or haven't done in the last couple of weeks they're not they're not at all apart from that result against Kelly they've they slipped up against uh, Partick and the Partick they let Partick into the game then when's the last time they, they actually, they actually kept a clean sheet yeah, it's been it's been a decent run. There's been quite a few games since they, they have. I can't off the top of my head. I, I've got, I can't think of the top of my head, but I know they've been like obviously they've been leaking goals. They've been leaking like the odd goal. Uh, that could be that, against a team that can actually hold a lead. That could be dangerous for Celtic as well if they lose the first goal. But more often than not, Celtic take the lead, so they're safe in that manner. But yeah. So uh, moving on, uh, we'll be talking about Motherwell and uh, the Motherwell and Inverness game. Motherwell won four two, and. Controversy this game as well. Um, I thought uh, Inverness were quite unfortunate not to take all the uh, well, like at least get a point out of the, the game. In the first half, Muddle were definitely the better team, and Inverness weren't in that game at all. It was a decent finish from uh, Cadden. Cadden curled, uh, curled it, and then it was just yeah defensive collapse. Yeah, and then in the second half, Inverness brought it back. What a, what a goal that was from Fisher! Oh, beautiful chip, fantastic, and then. 
Motherwell score a third goal, which was not over the line whatsoever. That, see, it was a terrible decision by Willie Cole. I don't Horrible. Think, I don't think there's any better advert for bringing goal line technology into the Premier League than that. Than that, right than that yeah. Like we've had, we've, we've, I've had this debate with numerous people over the time, and they're talking about if you ruin the human error part of football. It's like, but human error. If you're saying, if you're explaining to an Inverness fan, it's like. Yous are not going to get this free, this potentially point or three points that they may have got after drawing it back to two each. And Foran said that killed them. And That's it. That, that kills Inverness spirit because they've just fought back. They're on a high right now. They could easily have went on to win that game. But them conceding that goal, it just crushes the players. Yeah, as soon and as that, I'm saying goal, it was, it was not a goal. Yeah, of course I know. Like, as soon as that goal was given, that was it. The players were deflated. I'm like, oh, that's us when we're getting back in this. And then Motherwell go up the pitch, score a fourth, and that's it. Then buried. It was... <sighs> It was unfortunate because Inverness actually actually played quite that, well. That was, uh, I think, that, that, that was Motherwell's first home win since November. So yeah. that that sums up how poor Motherwell have been at home, and it took that ghost goal for them to take the ascendancy. Yeah, it was a terrible, terrible decision. But see when you see, like, see when what Willie Collum is seen as Scotland's premier top referee. What does that say about the standards of refereeing in Scotland? I and mean, Willie Collum, of all people, is seen as our best I, referee. I honestly think the fans would wouldn't be against. Remember, remember that time briefly a couple of years ago where all these foreign refs were brought over because the Scottish refs were on strike. Yeah, I do. The standard of refereeing was drastically better than what it was when the Scottish refs were in charge. And but you aren't allowed to criticise refs. If you criticise the refs, you get banned. You get fined. They're untouchable. They're untouchable in yep. Scotland, and that's not the way it should be. And the thing I dislike as well is the fact that they don't do interviews mm-hmm. after games. I don't like that. But it is what it is. But and that's uh, the new on the coffin for Inverness. I, I think. I think. Unfortunately, after that decision, I think that's them done. It's yeah. I would. I would say so. I would say so. But what do you think? Morris Malpass is now uh, part of the coaching staff I, at Inverness. I don't understand how this 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 hadn't been taken at the start of the season. I mean, a, a man like Morris Malpass has been at Inverness before could have drastically helped Foran or uh, Rich Foran at the start of the season, and it seems like they've done it too late now. Do you know what I can see? Uh, Lumen here. End of the season, right? Inverness go down to the championship. Foran gets given the boot. Then Malpass will take over <laughs> as Inverness manager. I can see. I I, I just see it for coming uh, fruition. I would like to think that if Inverness do go down, that they would allow Richie Foran to stay in charge, because it was it's his first full season in management. Going down is a chance to rebuild Inverness, bring them back up. But then again, no. Look at the kind of players Inverness have. He's uh, not been able to get the best out of these kind of players like Mackay. It definitely didn't help when they it got announced that Tanzi was leaving Inverness because that's one of their star players. So they're only losing him. It's who else can they're gonna lose if they go down? They're gonna lose players like Draper. Uh, they've got Billy McKay. Billy McKay. I don't see him staying in the champion. No. Uh, going down to the championship. And Josh Meekins as well. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's not it's, the future's not looking too promising for Inverness. But Motherwell, what do you think? Do you think they'll? Uh, you think they'll be able to stay up? That's a big win for Motherwell. <laughs> that's that's a confidence booster. That's them going into next week now uh, against Dundee. Dundee now look at that game that's a big one. Dundee's last win oh, not next week the following week no. oh not, uh, not this it's not uh, a yeah. Scottish Cup weekend obviously but uh, Dundee last win came against Motherwell for, uh, for Park and it was 5-1 that game was I think so they need to win Motherwell now have put themselves in a bit of a position where they've got that win so yeah. they can be trying to push on Dundee obviously we'll get on to what's just happened with Dundee but yeah. they need that win more than, more than Motherwell do mm-hmm. but Dundee need to win that Mullow just win that I think if Mullow win that 
I think that's them. They're they're safe. Yeah, I would say I was like I was saying to you. I said in the last podcast as well. I think Motherwell will finish in the playoffs. I've just I've I've been saying it for a long time as well, but I think uh, the well actually will finish in the playoffs. So that's what it is. So uh, moving on to Rangers versus Partick Thistle. Rangers won two 0 It was uh, a very comfortable performance uh, from Rangers. Uh, Partick Thistle didn't really pose too much of a threat. Um, Bates and Beerman were terrific. The two standout players, and they looked very comfortable. I was really impressed, and uh, it was a real professional performance it's, from Rangers. It uh, seemed like Partick seemed like couldn't get going. They just they just didn't seem to be the same party that they had been. No, the Thistle when it, as soon as they managed to get into the final third, they, they just really kind of struggled. So they if, you're a, if you're a party for fan, you've got to be worried on that. It was a good turnout, by the way. It was a, it was a really it good turnout. It was a decent turnout. But if you're a party for fan, you've got to be worried when it comes to the. This is the sort of team they're going to be playing in the top six. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to be playing teams like Rangers and Celtic and Aberdeen. They're going to play these sort of teams for the next five games. And if they don't win those sort of games, they could. Fair enough, they won't move out the top six. But imagine they, what that's going to do to the players' confidence. They're like, oh, we achieved this, but we can't compete. We, they need to compete. They need, no fun. They need to compete. They, need no fun. they, they got a point at uh, Parkhead uh, a couple of weeks back, but again, no, like that's been Celtic. But I think that was the the first game after Celtic no, officially Celtic, won the league. Celtic didn't turn up. No, they didn't. No. But it was Danny Wilson. Danny Wilson's coming into a game of his own. He's coming into a game of his own. He's like you see, he's the most experienced defender at the back, so he needs to lead on these young boys. So in Saturday, he looked at a real leader, and I was really impressed with Wilson. And he, and last week against uh, Aberdeen, I, I thought he was outstanding. So that's two games in a row where Danny Wilson has played really well. So hopefully he'll be able to carry that on to into the game against Celtic uh, this weekend. Well, it was uh, Barry McKay. This is quite a... Got taken off. Yep. Yeah, it's quite a real subject. Barry McKay. Um, my thoughts on Barry McKay. Um, didn't play at all against Aberdeen. No, he did not. Like, Barry McKay, he's got all the talent in the world, but the, the boy is so inconsistent, right? Cassini, hold him off at half-time. I like that. I like how he done that. And he brought on Joe Dudu. And Joe Dudu really did change the game up for Rangers. And Rangers were just well, they were just more creative going forward, and I was impressed. I want to see Dudu in the team much more. I do. I, I think Dudu is got all the ability in the world. I'm a big fan of Dudu. I just want to see him in the team more often and give him a fair chance because he's not been given a fair chance. He's not. I, I think the question that I would ask the Rangers uh, Rangers fans is, how do they feel that their two goals against Partick Thistle came against came from players that potentially might not even be at the club next year? If Millet, Kenny Miller scores the opening goal that sets the mood for the rest of the game and then uh, John Terrell scores from an assist from Hyman all three players that potentially will not be at Ibrox next year see the, the second goal the second goal sorry, go, it was, going on what you said Darrell, uh, just before um, I go on to that the second goal we scored was terrific fantastic link up play between uh, Terrell and Hyman it was a fantastic finish uh, but Kenny Miller I, th- I was saying last week Give the guy a new contract. I think it's shocking who Kenny Miller's not been given a new deal yet. He's been our best player this season. He's been a, a total leader. Uh, he's just the guy is a class act and he deserves a new deal, a hundred percent. But it's just a shame to now when uh, Hyman will not be at the club next season because they're, I, 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 they're I've two, heard rumors, two good players. I've heard rumors that that Hyman would be coming back, but I don't see. I don't. Know. I don't see Bournemouth letting him go back to the, SP, uh, the SPFL. Hyman has been impressive since he came to Rangers uh, and Terrell has been he's been good as well but just a shame they're low knee players and they'll be away 
But overall, it was a comfortable performance, uh, performance from Rangers, and it was uh, good. It was a good game. Well, for me, obviously, as a Rangers fan, I enjoyed it. So, um, moving on, and we'll be talking about uh, St Johnston versus Aberdeen. Uh, that was a massive three points to Aberdeen. Aberdeen won two one. It was important uh, that we got back. That Aberdeen got back to winning, winning ways. Yeah, after uh, that tobacco for you <laughs> last week. <laughs> but mean, against a team that we notoriously struggle against as well, going to McDermott Park. And very top place to go. And I, I, I said this before. I didn't care how we got the three points as long as we got the three points. And on that on that first half basis, we looked like we were back to the same team that controlled the game against Rangers for large parts. Was winning games consistently. We looked strong. The St. Johnson weren't getting a sniff at all. We got two goals from a, a very well worked goal from Ryan Christie for the. Ryan Christie's been terrific ever since I, ever since he went to Aberdeen. After I heard that uh, McGinn McGinn was injured in the warm up, say had a hamstring injury, and then Ryan Christie was drafted in. I had I didn't I, I didn't have any worries going into the game because we've seen what Ryan Christie can do when he comes on. Ryan Christie's been unlucky. He came to us and I think they were expecting him to get more games, but we've been so consistent. When Niall McGinn's consistent, you can't change a winning team. And he's got his chance, and he's now staked a claim to be in this, the Scottish Cup semi-final at the weekend. I can see Ryan Christie uh, playing for years next season. I've, I think there's a real good I've chance been, of that. I've, I've, from what I've heard, there are rumours linking Aberdeen with a move for Ryan Christie permanently, but that would involve Aberdeen paying a transfer fee. Mm-hmm. But if we get Ryan Christie back and we're losing McGinn at the end of the season... I don't think I wouldn't be against it. I think that's a solid transfer. I think he's already showed that he's capable playing for Aberdeen. But this, then we get on to the second half, and then St Johnson yeah. make a change in before half time. Bring Danny Swanson on. He comes on in the second half, scores a penalty within six minutes of the second half starting. Penalty was a penalty. There's a, no argument. It was a penalty. Yeah. It was a penalty. He's went to clear the ball. The striker stepped in front of O'Connor, and then yeah. he's caught the minutes a penalty. But after that, I feel like St. Johnson went on. They tried to push on for the second. And I think we defended well at times. And in those other times that we were questioning what the defence was at. Exactly like the Rangers game. Like, we're struggling to clear their lines at times. But I think Aberdeen held out, got the three points that we needed. Like, we needed to get that confidence boost. Regain some pride from the last weekend. And then moving into getting a win to stay ahead and stay nine, nine clear of Rangers and then moving into the semi-final we needed to win that game so I was, um, I, was, I, was, I was at Ibrox on Saturday and then I was just checking my phone constantly seeing updates I seen it was 2-1 and I was thinking oh, that's a good chance as, St Johnston can actually salvage something, something as, here as McInnes has said we need to we I think that was a win yeah, that is cemented McInnes made, uh, made, made the right statement by saying that we need to kick on and make sure we don't open the door for anyone to think that we can be Caught. I think mean, it's now we're one win away. If we, I think if we win our next game, I think you're already there. I, I, I think you're already there. As well, there's I think fifteen more points to play for. So mathematically, we're not there yet. But if we win the next game with goal difference, it's pretty much done. If we, but that involves beating St Johnson yet again at Petardry, so it's not going to be an easy game. But one thing for sure is, obviously, that he's a guaranteed European football for next season, and then. Rangers, let's be honest, right? I don't see I, I Saint Johnson. Saint Johnson aren't going to be that, catching. That us. worked both ways for that. That game worked both ways for uh, for Rangers because now they they're going to struggle to catch Aberdeen, but it also basically means that Saint Johnson won't be able to catch them because it's now Rangers are nine away from us and nine away from Saint Johnson. Yeah, so I, th- I think it's safe to say. Rangers, I think the way yeah. the table's looking now, that's the way it's going to finish. I think it's safe to say Aberdeen. I said in the podcast last week it's too little too late now it was a good win last week but Aberdeen will get second and Rangers will get third 
But um, so moving on to that, it was a big one for Aberdeen there. Now let's talk about the, the, the game. game of the weekend. <laughs> the game of the weekend, guys. Kilmarnock Hearts. <laughs> I stayed in on Friday while John James was out, and I stayed in and I watched Kilmarnock versus Hearts. He was the northern journalist at work. Yes, of course, this time round, I. Kilmarnock versus Hearts, and it was horrible. It was 0 0, <laughs> it finished 0 0, and it was shocking. The two, like, I've seen the two worst games I've seen this season, right? Or two Hearts games. The Edinburgh Derby and this one. This debacle. It was... Words cannot describe. It was just so... What can I actually say about this? I, I, I struggle <laughs> to think of any match. It's just... Match points worth talking about. I know. I was sitting there. And I'm like, what notes can I take in this game? And I'm like... There's none. <laughs> There's literally none. I think the only thing you can take from that game is... Good point for uh, Kamara. Uh, as much as we were, sli- we were slagging it, that's a point that Kelly need. Big, uh, big point for Kamara. Anything Kelly got from that game would be good for Kelly. That just intensifies the pressure on Ian Cafro even more. Another, that's another two points dropped for uh, it's Hearts. Im- I-, I said it last week, it's important that Hearts do not lose fifth place. If they drop down into sixth spot, then that's them dropped four spots since Cafu took over yep and Hearts fans were expect well Hearts fans were expecting a free horse race for second and if they end up sixth behind party for they, they, they got out of that race very very quickly I think I think it quickly showed this season that Aberdeen Rangers were a step ahead of Hearts and then Hearts have just fell away ever since then. Rangers they don't, they don't have any real leader on that pitch and they, see if they make stuff happen yeah and the majority of the season Rangers have been poor but Rangers are comfortably ahead of Hearts I think it just shows it Hearts beat Rangers 4-1 as well <laughs> bad and see when, like, see when I see how bad this Hearts team are performing right now I'm thinking how did Rangers lose 4-1 to them at Tynecastle how I think Hearts are the real Jekyll and Hyde side of this the Premier League I don't think I don't think they turn up most weeks and then every so often something clicks and then they, they work like the Rangers game they work that, that that worked for them and then you've got other previous fixtures where they've drawn or lost gate points where they should not have dropped anything and this Kelly game everyone was expecting Hearts to win and then they draw again I don't I think that sums up Ian Cathro so far yeah the pressure is it's really intensifying on him but for me my opinion on Ian Cathro right now is write this season off right Write this season off. Judge them next campaign. Don't ju- yeah, judge them next campaign. I think what hurts most for Hearts fans is I think they would have accepted not being in a third or second if they were still in that Scottish Cup. If they at least got to have that semi-final. But obviously Hibs put them out. And I think that did not help Ian Cathro when no. he lost to Hibs. Another Hearts manager was the same. And it replay, Hearts were gutless. They were terrible. They if were you consider the way Hearts used to play against Hibs, Hibs... Hibs used to be the team, no matter what form they went into that game, Hearts would beat them. Hearts could be playing awfully, and they'd still manage to turn up against Hibs. And it's real reverse now. Hibs are up for that game, and Hearts just seem... Honestly, Hibs are... Pun, heartless against <laughs> Hibs. <coughs> but I think that's about seven in my derbies. Hearts have failed to beat Hibs. Unbeat, Hibs are unbeaten in seven. And then, like, just say about four years ago, three, four years ago, it was, it, it was rolled reversed. Three, four Hearts years, were, yeah. Three, four years ago, Hearts, Hibs, were Hibs, Hibs. Hearts were going down, but they were still beating Hibs. Do you remember that infamous game at Tynecastle, where the, Hibs could have relegated Hearts? Relegation party, they called it. Yep, and then Hearts won 2-1. Then Hibs ended up going down my Hearts that season. And see, if you take away the 15-point deduction, Hibs would have finished bottom off uh, the table. 
but Hearts, uh, it's been, it started off brightly for Hearts this season, but it's ending very, very It's just going to fizzle out for them. They've yeah, got nothing to play for. They're not going to go down, they're not going to go in a European spot, so. So, uh, moving on uh, to the Dundee-Hamilton game. This is Paul Hartley's last game in charge. Hamilton won 2-0 at Dens Park. So, uh, John James, give me your thoughts on this one. I thought Hamilton were terrific. They, they, in my opinion, I thought they battered Dundee. I think this game really hurt, really hurt Dundee. I mean, that that was obviously it turns out to be the final nail in the coffin for Paul Hartley. But I think you could see it with the fans as well. Yeah, they were shit like they really did. They were really not happy with that performance. It was Hartley think. get to F. Aye, yeah. the whole, aye. See, I think I think it's because many. I said it, I said it last week on many people's opinions on Hamilton. People do not like it or expect it when Hamilton come to your ground and beat you because Hamilton aren't seen as the they're seen as the, the small team they aren't really expected to do anything so them coming to Dens and beating Dundee and putting themselves above Dundee as well putting Dundee in well into a, a relegation mix I think that really hurts Dundee fans because I, as I was saying last week a few weeks ago everyone was saying that everyone was just writing Hamilton off uh-huh. and now they've there's a wee resurgence going on, and I think they'll, I think they'll stay up. But it really depends on how Dundee react to this this new manager, Neil McCann. Yeah. So uh, right after that game, uh, a few days later, uh, last night it was uh, confirmed uh, Neil McCann was the new Dundee manager. It's not the appointment. I it's bold. It's a bold. Uh, nobody I, like I was saying to you. Uh, we were talking about guys like Stephen Presley, Jim Jeffries, Jim, Jim Peter Houston, Jim Duffy. Then out of nowhere, so left field, Neil McCann. I think it's um, it's a bold appointment. It's an exciting appointment, but it's a big, big risk. It's, it's only until the end of the season. So. Realistically, if you're if you're saying Dundee are not going to finish bottom, they're they're wait five points off. I think they'll be yeah. There's five if, points. So I think, yeah. Realistically, they've got maybe they've got five league games left to play. If they don't perform well in that, they could easily be playoffs. If they're in the playoffs, then you're looking at Neil McCann's got to at least put in it, two solid games in this run to stay up, which could be the playoffs. Does he have enough to keep Dundee away from trouble? And I'm not sure because he's only ever been an assistant manager. Never yeah, see, yeah he's, uh, he was assistant uh, with Jim Jeffries at Dunfermline, but it's, it's, I think it's a really interesting appointment. But see if he is able to keep Dundee up. I, I was saying to you that I thought this time was right for Hartley to go because they could get someone in, give the new manager bounce, win two or three games and they're out of relegation, they're, they're, they're solid there. But bringing Neil McCann in, I'm, I'm just so unsure about this appointment. I think the managers out there that they could have got in comparison to who they did get, it's very risky. This man's been a pundit. Pundit on Sky Could this turn out like another Gary Neville situation? Can, he's, he's, he can talk the talk, but can he walk the walk? <laughs> the, the point I was making that was... I'm, I'm unsure whether it'll, it'll, it'll work out with that. Has Neil McCann made a career out of watching these clubs the last couple of seasons? He's seen how they perform. Is his tactics going to be able to approach those games the way that he's seen them yeah. work out? Then again, though, he does have a real good knowledge yeah, of the Scottish game because he watches it <laughs> and he gets paid. That's what I'm, he's, he's only going to get to work with the players he's with. He cannot sign anyone. Yeah. And he has to work with that team. It's if he can bring the best out of that that they players to beat the teams that he has saw playing. I'm 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 so undecided. Right, that's our question, right? Just say Dundee finished eleventh, right? Dundee. And <laughs> they, right, that's the question. And it's Dundee versus Dundee United in the playoff final. Dundee edge it and they stay up. Would you give Neil McCann the job? 
I don't know. If, if you're a Dundee fan, would you be happy with finishing the playoffs? I think that's the, the point that's been made. Dundee have the fifth, I think, pretty sure the fifth highest budget in the Premier League, like, of who they're paying. And if you're finishing 11th, is that really fair? I don't like, get See, one thing I don't get, see teams that finish, uh, like, they win the playoff final and they're celebrating it as if they've just won a trophy. For example, when Motherwell beat Rangers in the playoff final. I think it's... I yeah, and they were just like... I don't think... Oh, I think they're just more, milking it like they've won a trophy. I think it's more of a relief that they've stayed up. I can understand it. I mean, a team like Motherwell, that they would that would have been disastrous for them to fall out of the Premier League. I mean, they were rightly celebrating because Motherwell, for all we know, we don't know their, what the way their finances are. If they went down, they could have went semi-pro. Some of their players could have lost their livelihoods. So they're they're, they're celebrating more that they're retaining their top flight status and they, they put, some of these players might be staying full-time doing that. There are certain clubs in the Premier League that if they fell down in the Championship, they might not stay full-time. Such such, such, such are Hamilton. Uh, but I've heard rumours about Kelly if they went down. That they would be, if Kamarnock go down to the Championship, that they would be, they'll be down there for a very, very long time. I don't, I don't believe Dundee have such worries. I don't think Dundee would suffer any financial hardship. No, I that. think they would be okay. They'd be fine, but it'd be more they're back in the Championship and they don't want to be there. They, they're a Premier League club. They should be a Premier League club and they're rightly, they earned their Premier League status and they want to keep that. So here's a big question though. Who's going to replace Neil McCannon's guy? <laughs> Who's going to replace him? Mark McGee. <laughs> oh, Mark McGee, get him in. <laughs> Definitely. So um, that's uh, the roundup of all the SPFL games from the weekend there. And just now we will be doing a Scottish Cup preview. Aberdeen uh, will be playing Hearts in the game of Saturday in the Scottish Hearts. Cup semi-final. Uh, Hearts! <laughs> Another brain fart by Scott Bradley. Because <laughs> see, because we've actually spoke about Hearts so much on this podcast since we came on. From the last one and this it, one. I'm Hearts in the head now. If there's any Hearts fans out there, they're like, are we in the Scottish Cup? <laughs> it's like Jaffo. Keep being Jaffo. It's between Aberdeen and Hibs. So, John James, how do you feel about this one? Aberdeen and Hibs. I would have felt more confident if Hibs hadn't won it last year because Hibs are riding a huge wave of momentum right now. Like you hear it you hear it at all their games, now like here we go two in a row. They genuinely believe they can do it and I've said this on numerous times with several different people. They have a right to they have a right to think they can do it because it's only two games. It's not as if it's a league campaign, they've only got to win two more games and they've got they've got two Scottish Cup trophies. They didn't have one in 118 years and they could have two in two years now. But realistically, if Aberdeen turn up and we play to our capabilities, I don't think Hibs will have a shout. I mean, the f- see, I, I said it earlier, the first half against St. Johnson, that's a, that's a top-table Premier League side that didn't get a, a shot or didn't get a sniff in the first 45 minutes. But Hibs, if we need to be on the ball against Hibs because they've got quality in that side. They've got John McGinn, Cummings, Shinny. They've got all mm-hmm. these players that can influence a game if they get the chance. Andrew Shinny's been a real sign for them. He's been a really brother, good sign. Brother v. Brother that weekend. Uh, Graham against his big brother. Uh-huh. So it's, it's an interesting battle. I, li- I like, realistically, I, w- I would have wanted Hibs. I think Hibs is the final that... No, not, not the final, semi-final. Hibs is the semi-final that it's... Obviously, there's underlying issues when it comes to Rangers v Celtic. That's a different kettle of fish. Aberdeen v Hibs is a competitive, competitive rivalry. They've got because the last time you played in my semi final, they beat you. I was there as well. I'm going to be there this Saturday. Who was it? Was it uh, was it Gary O'Connor that got the winner? No, no, it was Lee Griffiths that got the winner. Gary O'Connor scored that game as well. Got the opener. Rory Fallon's 
going on that record. That was a whirl. Going on record. The best goal I've seen live, scored by Rory Fallon, who done nothing else in his Aberdeen career but score that goal at Hamden. That was a belt on that. But I'm. I think Hibs are. I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say that Hibs aren't capable of beating Aberdeen because they are. Hibs are very capable of beating Aberdeen. Aberdeen are very capable of beating Hibs. Because see, as soon as Jason Cummings is in that six yard box. Mm. It's nine times out of ten he's going to score or at least get it in target both teams have got that they've got a six yard box Jason Cummins if it's in their six yard box Adam Rooney both teams have got those strikers that can get in that position and score goals but then again though, see when you look at Jason Cummins right when you compare Cummins and Rooney as soon as Cummins Cummins can actually run at play, uh, like defenders I, but Rooney though I he needs a service if Rooney's not getting the service if, that's it he's, no, he's not going to score if, if, uh, if Rooney's got the service if Hayes is on form and I don't know whether McGinn or if it's McGinn or Christie, if they two can be on form and get the ball into the box, Rooney's always going to be a threat. And I, I've been a huge admirer of Kenny McLean the last couple of months, and I think he could be a huge factor at Hamden this weekend as well. Because I think if he gets on the ball and he has the like, he has the potential to dictate any game that he plays, if he gets on the ball, I think Aberdeen could put two past at least two or three past Hibs. But it's all a question of what defence is going to turn up. If we have the defence turn up that played against Rangers. We could be on the end of another what, of, of another two free goal collapse at whatever time in the game, and that cannot happen in a semi final. Bear in mind, though, last time he's played, uh, Hibs beat his 2 0. I was also there as well. <laughs> because it, it was weird, though, because the weekend, that, that weekend before, Hughes beat Celtic, mm. and then we were a few days later, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Hughes were undefeated. We were top of the league. We we were top. Of the pre- we were, go play Hibs and then we were top of the Premiership when we played Hibs in the League Cup, and then Hibs beat us. Hibs were I believe, made the final. I think they. I think you're right that we were the Hibs were the first team to beat us that season. Uh huh. And then obviously we had a bit of a collapse towards the middle part of that season, but Hibs were the first to beat us, and then Hearts obviously put us out of the Scottish Cup, so we went out to two Edinburgh clubs in Edinburgh twice. We cannot let another Edinburgh club put us out. Even if it's not in Edinburgh this time, but we cannot let another Edinburgh club put us out. And I'm gonna be there, so I'm not gonna. I, I do not want to lose at Hamden again, especially, oh. especially against Hibs, because obviously you're there. The I've the, seen. I've seen. In, some, when was it? Twenty twelve. I was there in twenty twelve when they beat us the last time. I was. Uh, I've been at Hamden. I keep going to Hamden. I keep losing at Hamden. Our record's not the best. The only time I've been at Hamden, we've won, is when we beat uh, Morton this season. We I've seen us lose to Celtic. I've seen us lose to Hibs. I've seen us lose to Dundee United. I've seen us lose to Queen of the South. So, I've lost in about four semi-finals. <laughs> so, it does not go well for me at Hamden. But um, my record's not the best. Uh, I've seen Rangers win the Pitchback Cup at, uh, at Hamden. I've seen uh, Rangers beat Celtic in the semi-final last year at Hamden, and I've seen Rangers lose the Scottish Cup final to Hibs, and I've seen Celtic beat us twice. Uh, in the League Cup semi-finals, uh, the one in twenty fifteen and the one last year. Um, so, Hibs Aberdeen, it's 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 it's, a, it's an insane game. It is. I'm looking forward to watching it. It's like it can go either way. It's like nobody's saying there's not a there's not a landslide favourite here. There's not. What I'm really enjoying about this game, is if you if obviously I'm not a neutral and looking in because I I want one team to win, but if I'm taking the red tinted glasses off and looking at the game. It's a very competitive game. That's 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 pro- I would I wouldn't go as far as to say because I'd say both games this weekend are going to be equally competitive, but Hibs and Aberdeen is so, Hibs are a Premier League club. Hibs are not a Championship club. I think Hibs going down has been the best thing for them. The, it really think, has. If you they've came on leaps and bounds. If and, you look at their yeah. squad, right, 
and no disrespect to Parkett Fizzle because what they've achieved this season is fantastic but Hibs would easily take Partick Fizzle's spot in that top six I mean Hibs' squad is maybe even better than Hearts' squad and probably even better than St Johnson's squad and that's going up that's, that's me have a lot of quality in that team I mean Hibs I, I, I don't often say I, I wouldn't just disregard St Johnson the way I have there or Hearts but I think Hibs would easily be top four in this current Premiership. Top four? What do you think? Top. I, I honestly think I think the te- the only teams Hibs would possibly the Hibs would obviously. I think this this current Hibs team would be fighting missing Johnson for full spot. They'd be I'm, fighting for it, but I don't think they I are. Honestly think I honestly think I honestly think this uh, the, this Hibs squad has the talent to be in the top four this season, and I, I, they would obviously slip up throughout the season, and as many teams have. But I could see Hibs winning the games against St Johnson and winning the games against Hawks that would put them into the position where the games against Rangers and Aberdeen and Celtic wouldn't matter because there's enough talent in that squad. They've got they've got Jason Cummins, as I've said, Shinny, as I've said. They've got who's oh that signing they just made the one they made in January. The ex Malo winger. Humphreys? No, it's not Humphreys. Um. Oh, name escapes me. It's going to annoy me. We all, we all know who we all know who we're talking about. It's not Humphreys. Um, this this is going to annoy me. Uh, we've got the uh, we've still got him there. Uh, is it Gail Coke? No, it's not him, is it? Even 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 the the, the sign they were slagged at the start of the season, Grant Hope. Grant Hope's a goal scorer. As much as people, you can, won't you won't be able to do it in the, uh, the Premiership. You'll probably struggle. You'll, you'll, you'll struggle more. But James Keatons as well. James Keatons and Jason Cummins is a partnership that should easily score goals in the Premiership. Uh, Bartley, Bartley solid. Hanlon, Gray. They seem, they've got quality throughout the team Lewis Stevenson as well seems like they finally sorted out the goalkeeper issue as well so like they've had a dodgy they had dodgy keepers throughout the years but this Marciano seems to be the real deal but yeah so with Aberdeen Hibs uh, it's going to be an interesting game but moving on to the game on Sunday the Old Firm Derby Rangers versus Celtic um, my thoughts on this one it's an Old Firm game anything can really happen uh, Rangers beat Celtic last year in the Scottish Cup semi-final, but that was a different Celtic team. Mm-hmm. Um, Celtic been flying this season, no doubt about it. It's um, Rangers, in my opinion. Well, they really need to keep quiet the big threats, which are Sinclair, Armstrong, Dembele. If we are able to keep like in the last game there, Armstrong, uh, the last one from here at Parkhead, Armstrong was by far Celtic's best player. Scored, scored a great goal, but. Celtic, you know, sorry, uh, Rangers were able to keep Sinclair and Dembele quiet. If you keep them quiet, right, if you keep the, the main threats quiet, then Rangers have every chance in the world. I've said it since the start of the season. Well, well ever since at wait, wait, obviously, because I couldn't have made the judgment that early. But Celtic, this season, in comparison to others, are a completely different animal. And I think all it takes is one moment, one little lapse in concentration, and Celtic are scoring. And you've seen it in the last semi-final that the Rangers have to play in. Rangers made one mistake and they scored. It's it's that simple for Celtic. And Matt Jones, to, to be fair, Matt Jones, he kept Rangers in that game. It's, he really did. He was by far the he was man of match that game. To beat to beat Celtic, what you need is you need to have full concentration, quality, and <laughs> I would never say it normally, luck. But then Celtic, again, I, you need that bit of luck against Celtic as well. Of course, like see in that second half game at Parkhead where we got the point. Celtic 
took the foot off the gas, they got complacent, they were, they were sitting back, they were trying to hold on for, the they were like, well hold on, there's 1-0, I think we can hold on to this, and then Rangers started pressing forward in the last 20 minutes, and Celtic were like, oh, they were panicking, and obviously, we managed to get the goal, Clint Hill, and it's just, to me, Celtic has built that one lapse of concentration which they can have, and you've seen over the last uh, few weeks by Celtic as well, conceding, they've been leaking in poor goals, and even at the weekend there, they like, dropped points to Ross County, then again though, it should, they should have never dropped points. But Celtic are capable of dropping points. I and even though it's a Scottish Cup game, anything can think, happen, yeah. I, th- I think it's it's different slightly though, because in the league, Celtic know they're going to get that title at the end of the season. Brendan they, want, they want that treble. Brendan, Brendan Rodgers will install that into the players, that the Scottish Cup, they're not guaranteed to win they need to turn up and they need to play. So that's why I think the Celtic team you're going to see in the semi-final or potentially the final if they get there is going to be a team that know that they have to earn that treble rather than just, just turn up and up, win. Because yeah. in, the, in the league they know they could lose every game from now to the end of the season and they're still going to be champions. So they know that. But in, in the Scottish Cup they can't have that attitude because if they have that attitude it's only quality teams that are left. It's only if, rain, if they slip up against Rangers Rangers could score if they slip up against any of the two other semi-finalists say they get to the final could score as well they've got to I think Brendan Rodgers will, will have the players concentrating fully on those games coming up but I was saying uh, a few weeks ago as well um, when the draw was made I was thinking right it's going to be a real tough game of course but if we've got any chance of this we need to go into, we need to go into this game and I could run a form and uh, last three games kept clean sheets we got that great result at Pitoji, which just gave us a, a real confidence boost. Beat Thistle at the weekend there, very convincingly. So we're going into this game, I think, quietly confident. We're in a decent run of form, and Cassini, this is big, this is a big test for him, is he'll have the players really up for it. And I like the stuff Cassini's doing. For example, back, we were saying earlier on, Barry, something Barry Mackay off at half-time, stamping his authority. He's not, like, if, if you're not playing well, he'll, be like, he'll just tell you straight, I'll sub you off, I don't care. That's what I like about him. See, but it's Rangers have to stamp out the silly little mistakes. Partick didn't kind of capitalise on those mistakes that they made at Ibrox. The wee defensive lapses where the ball would bounce and then the defender would miss it and then the striker would nip in. Those are the t- sort of opportunities that a Dembele, a Griffiths, a Sinclair or Armstrong, they will all bury those chances. And they will put them in the back of the net nine times out of ten. And we're going to be missing Wallace this weekend, so... I, th- I think Bates and Bierman will be starting, so that's a, that's a real big challenge it's, for them. It is. But th- then again, though, see, ever since they've came into the team, we've kept a clean sheet the last three games, right? They came they, they came in against Kilmarnock, clean sheet, uh, Aberdeen, clean as sheet. Much as, and as, as much as I sheet. would say that the league is important, the league is different from the Scottish Cup. Of course, I players are going to be more ner- they're going to be more nervous, or the opposition is going to be more up for it. It's going to be high intensity. All the time, it's going to be you need to have that concentration. Bates needs to keep his concentration because he's been suspect to a few odd wee errors. Yeah, that's just complete. That's complete lack yeah, of I'll, uh, I'll get, experience. I'll, so. I'll give it credit to Bierman. Bierman has looked like he's just slotted right into the. See Bierman at the weekend against Thistle, right? I know we're talking about Scottish Cup, but Bierman against uh, Thistle at the weekend, he was he was terrific. Like just running at players had the, so much confidence. He was doing the stuff that Barry McKay should be doing. And Bjorn is just, I was so impressed. It's a real test for him because the Rangers fans are on the side with him right now. If he makes a mistake against Celtic, all that disappears. And yeah. that, that will be on his It'll mind. It'll be a very high pressured environment yeah, for these two on, young lads. It's going to be on all the young players' minds that if they make that mistake, like, see, for example, Tierney, Tierney's been through these games. So he, 
he's endeared himself to the Celtic fans date because he's been through the high pressure situations and he's done that. Beerman has the potential and Bates has the potential to then, if they see through that game, the Rangers fans will then further go to like lean towards them. But if they make the mistake that lets Celtic in and puts Rangers out the Scottish Cup semi-final, that's the sort of thing that can destroy a young player's confidence. Because this is where Danny Wilson needs to step up and be counted. Right, he's done that at the weekend there. Because he's, he's playing alongside these youngsters in defence, so he really needs to carry them Clint through Hill the game. And just, hmm? Is Clint Hill still injured or is he only back? He's, to my knowledge, he's still injured. So I, I think he's still injured, yeah. But, but uh, Wallace is definitely, definitely out for the, the game. The other question is, do you go with Hodgson at right back? Or do you risk Tavernier at right back? See, if I'm being honest, the last few games Tavernier's been quite solid. He's like, defensively, he's actually been but then quite, could, he's then been, he's been quite it, good. You could look at it in the sense of the last time the Rangers played Celtic with Tavernier at right back, and then the game they got proper smashed at Celtic Park. Yeah, that that, that is true, but... I like Hodgson. Hodgson's solid. Like Defensively, Hodgson's really impressive, but... The difference between Tavernier and Hodgson is Hodgson's going forward. A yeah, going forward, right? Tavernier is a going forward. He's brilliant. Defensively, Hodgson is really capable and solid. But that's where Tavernier really lacks. But over the last few games, Tavernier has been quite impressive defensively. But then again, though, as you were saying, big game against Celtic last time we played against Celtic it was a park. Mm. It was a park. Yeah, it was a park head. But. It's it's gonna be Tavernier. I, I don't I don't know because but we played Celtic League Cup semi final, um earlier on in the season and we had Hodgson right back Tavernier uh, on the wing and it worked it did. I think if Rangers fans expect Celtic to turn up the same way they they turned up at Parkhead, they're gonna be in for a shock because that's the Celtic team that played at Parkhead and the Celtic team that played at Scott in the Scottish Cup semi final. Is going to be totally different. They're Scott Brown. Is Scott Brown still suspended? Uh, Scott the Brown will be playing in that semi final. Oh, is he playing now? 100%. He, he will be playing. So he won the appeal? They've, no, they've appealed it, but the appeal cannot be heard until the 27th. Oh, so he's playing? So he'll play, but he might not play in the league game against Rangers at, yeah. uh, at Ibrox, but he will play this weekend. So Celtic, having him there, I definitely think it's going to be a positive for Celtic because another player that's been there, done that, played in numerous games like that. I think that'll be a, bo- a bonus to them. You've got to win that midfield battle as well. As, uh, as much as I dislike Scott Brown, right, last year in the semi-final, he was by far the worst player in the part. He was shocking. He was terrible. Uh, and then he missed a penalty and the penalty shoot out. And then right after that game, like even Celtic, every Celtic fan I was speaking to him, like, Brown's done. He's finished. Get rid of him. And then, to be fair, in this season, he's, he's actually he's, carrying an he's improved. Yeah, this season he really has improved. And one thing, this little thing, right? Last year I noticed, remember when Scott Brown was growing the hair? <laughs> right? And then he was just playing utter garbage. And then, right before the semi final, he's like, I need to get my old uh, look back, the old Scott Brown menacing look back. So then he got the ball, the ball and back. Worked, and then he played well in that semi final. No, last year. No, no, no I'm no, talking about no, uh, the cup. Scottish Cup. I'm talking about the Scottish Cup. And then he was, he was shot in that Scottish but Cup. But the League Cup one, the League Cup one, he. Celtic were undeniably the better team. Oh yeah, Celtic were. We were lucky uh, to leave. And in that day, I'm just a one 0 loss. I do not often agree with Chris Sutton, but see when people were tweeting him after the game because he predicted Celtic to romp it like they did at Parkhead, and they were all like, "Oh, what happened there?" He's like, "Well, if you watched the game, it could have easily been another five 0 five one game, if it wasn't for the keeper and goals." Yeah, but this is uh, just like. Going on this brief, very very briefly here. Seeing say uh, Rangers drew one each at Parkhead, I don't think it was Rangers fans celebrating a draw. They were really buzzing about the fact that 
in the lead up to that game, you had guys like Frank McAvenny who can't even string a sentence together, somehow on the radio, and he's like, oh, it's going to be 8 0 Celtic, and all these pundits writing Rangers off saying it's going to be an absolute battering. Then Rangers got a point, that's why Rangers fans were so happy that day, because oh, we got a point, you are all saying it was going to be a scalping, which, is, which it obviously did not turn out to be. But yeah. But I've, I, I see going off, off track again. I'm excited for this weekend because I think this is the biggest weekend in Scottish football that we've had in absolute years. I would say, remember, um, I was going to say, remember the 2015 League Cup semi-final? It was quite, you had Rangers Celtic, Aberdeen Dundee United, but... <laughs> see, obviously Aberdeen have that whole, that rivalry with Dundee United. Hibs are a bigger club than what Dundee United are. It's four city clubs. This is four cities that are about to play in this semi-final. You've got, obviously, Glasgow and then you've got Edinburgh and Aberdeen. This is a big city semi-final. Both semi-finals have big city clubs, and no matter what, the final's going to be a big city final. It's going to be a sold-out final no matter what. It's going to be... In, both games are highly competitive, and I'm hoping they deliver. I'm hoping it's not a 0-0 or a 1-0 extra time games. I'm hoping you're going to have goals, yellow cards, red cards. <laughs> Hopefully not for... <laughs> The team has to play, <laughs> same with me as well. Because even even last season, Scottish Cup semi finals, you had Hibs Dundee United. I want to see some passion. I want to see Rangers. I want to see these these clubs know what it is. These clubs know what it is to win this to win these Scottish Cup games. They know what it takes, and I'll, to get to earn that place in the final, you've got to show a bit of passion. And I'm hoping in both these games, you're going to see passion from. Here, I would argue, right? I would argue the fact that I think the Scottish Cup is more prestigious and means much more compared to the FA Cup. F- English football is all. That they're not clubs, they're businesses, and you can say that about all the Scottish clubs as well. They're technically business businesses, but the fans, the Scottish, the Scottish fans are passionate, and they want their team to be involved in that showcase final in May. The FA Cup is, oh, we got to the FA Cup final, we're gonna go now, but the Scottish fans they want to be there. The Scottish fans crave to be at Hamden for that final, because that final, if you if, uh, if you if you watch those finals, you see towns deserted. Ross County got there Dingwall was deserted the whole and it's the time. last game of the Scottish it's, football season and see when you see it in England as well remember I don't I don't think they've done this last year they had the FA Cup final as the last game mm-hmm. but in previous seasons they had the, the FA Cup final like two or three games before the mm-hmm. Premier League season finished and you're like why would you do that it's the Scottish Cup it's it's the showpiece game the, the league's finished and this final what's, in, what's so interesting about this final it's guaranteed no matter who it is in the final unless it's Celtic and Hibs that it's going to be a case of getting one over on your rival. Uh, I would argue if if Hibs get there, if it's Celtic and Hibs, then it's not as much of a rivalry. But see when it comes to Celtic v Celtic Aberdeen, Celtic Aberdeen or yeah. Rangers Aberdeen or Rangers Hibs, it's guaranteed to be a final that is going to be full of tempers, blood, and passion. Yeah, and who would I, if Rangers get through the final? Who would I like to get in the final? Me personally, I would love to get Hibs in the final. <laughs> I would love to right the wrongs from last year and uh, in my opinion I don't think Hibs should even be in the Scottish Cup this season after the the, the antics from their fans uh, once again finished went onto the pitch and uh, attacked Lee Wallace and certain Rangers players oh, and it was uh, over at Zubrins ripping up the goalposts I don't think uh, Hibs should be in the Scottish Cup because I've said to many people before if this was Ra- if that was Rangers fans doing that there'll be calls for Rangers to get kicked out of Scottish football, it'll be discussed well, in Parliament. I mean, That's in my I opinion. Mean, no. If you're being technical, Rangers fans did go into the park. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, though, right, 
I'm going to make this argument, I'm just going to think this might cause a wee bit of controversy <laughs> here, right? But this is, uh, this is what I'm all about. So, just say the Rangers fans, right, front row, right, um, in our section, and they're seeing, right, they're witnessing his fans run on the park and attack our players, right? I'm not saying I would do this, right? But certain Rangers fans would be like, our fans of any other football club for that matter, if they're seeing their own players get attacked, what are they going to do, right? But I know I'm not saying I, I don't, I'm not saying it's right. But then again, though, you can maybe understand I'm why like, certain Rangers, like certain fans, like for example, Rangers fans, why they would run on the part and say, "Oh, you're not attacking our players," because at that point, though, because I see as soon as the third goal went in and had scored the winner, I stormed out, and then about five ten minutes after, oh, it was all kicking off. That and then that's when I started to see the police storming at Hamden. I'm like, come on, like what's going on, like. Like, like the Hibs fans as soon as the third goal went in Finn also went that was like a minute later when they scored that goal a minute, late, minute, two, minute two minute later that's when Finn also went and then that's when the fans stormed on at the park see so you, well you're getting off track anyway right I know sorry I'm just as a come on try to be professional be in professional a, in an ideal world I want Aberdeen to win their final on the Saturday and I want Rangers in the final that's the final I want if I'm thinking of redemption, I want Celtic in that to re- to re- Of course, I want redemption. You want redemption. I think Celtic is the if Aberdeen fans want well, Aberdeen want to rewrite the wrongs from when we were at Hamden in November. It's to beat Celtic in the final. But I can't deny a Rangers v Aberdeen final is an occasion. That would be a great. Occasion. When's the last time Rangers and Aberdeen played in a final? Ah, uh, I can't remember off the top. Because the last time you just won a trophy before, uh, you just won the League Cup. It was. 1991 was it? 1990? Around then, yeah. But it's been, it's been a long time. But getting to the final, I want Rangers in the final. I think the Rangers are winning game, showpiece game of the season at the end. Yeah, um, that's where the podcast will be interesting. <laughs> the podcast will I certainly have to be cancel, interesting. I think you'll have to cancel the podcast if after at the end of May it was an Aberdeen V. See if it can receive some sort of controversy when you get like some sort of referee, when you get another guy in <laughs> to like. It needs to be someone like, I mean, you get like, a, I don't know, like a bloody Thistle fan or something. <laughs> you kind of get like a Celtic fan because you know who they're going to like tend to favour because Rangers are the most hated club in oh, Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> but so, John James, give me your prediction for both semi finals. Aberdeen v Hibs, I'm going to go with Aberdeen 2, Hibs 1. For this the Hibs Aberdeen game, I'm going to go with. Uh, Aberdeen three, Hibs one. For the uh, the 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 old firm Rangers versus Celtic. What's the your score prediction? I want see. I, I said I want Rangers in the final. If Rangers turn up and Rangers play, if Rangers Rangers need to be in Celtic's faces, if they, they play right in their faces, Celtic, stand up to them. If Celtic believe in the, that hoodoo as well, and they buy into that. If Rangers turn up, I'm going to do two separate, two different score lines here. If Rangers turn up, Rangers to win it two one also. If Celtic turn up, I'm going to go with Celtic to win three one. So there's two different score lines. It depends what teams turn up. I think. Um, it's an old firm, right? It's an old firm game. It's cut football. Anything can happen. So I'm going to go with. I think Rangers will be up for it. The, the players will be up for it. But then again, no Celtic will be up for it. I'm going to say, maybe a little bit biased here, but I'm going to go with a 
1-0 Rangers, Kenny Miller. <laughs> so I'm going to say it'll be an Aberdeen Rangers final and the podcast will be fireworks <laughs> uh, come the end of the season. Listen so, to that preview if that happened. Oh, the preview, we need a preview. <laughs> need a, honestly, this podcast has been 55 minutes, right? See if we, if it's Rangers Aberdeen the final, that would, just talking about that game as a whole, I guarantee you that will go on longer, <laughs> it'll go on longer than one hour. So we're going to wrap things up here. John James, thank you for being a guest as always. And we'll be back next week discussing uh, the, Scottish the, Scottish Cup. Cup, uh, the Scottish Cup weekend and the Scottish Cup final. So until next time guys, uh, take care and we'll speak soon.